Welcome to Civil Tension, conversations with contentious intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. Civil Tension is a weekly podcast intended to demonstrate that people can engage in difficult, contentious topics of conversation while remaining civil and strengthening the ties that bind, even when we profoundly disagree. Civil Tension can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Civil Tension, Facebook by joining the Civil Tension podcast group, as well as on our developing Instagram account, Civil Tension, and YouTube channel. To join our mailing list, send a note to civiltension at gmail.com. Why are people so mean to you? That's the next next week's topic. All right, guys, have a good one. All right, you two take Take it easy. Is that 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 ever mean to anybody? And I did it one day. I said, well, you can't do it again. I don't want to do it again. I did it once. I did it once. Proved it. Boom. That's it. We checked that box. Bucket list complete. Move on to the next. Jerry's like, oh, come on. I bet you can't do it twice. I don't want to do it twice. If I wanted to, I could. If I wanted to, I would. We've learned with John, it takes three times. I don't want to do it. Three it, it. Takes, takes three times. Takes, takes three well, times for John. I'll tell you what, it's like... Uh, like you the know the mic is not on, right? One or is it, man? Do the math. I'm a speech guy. I'll come up with speech. I'll assume the mic's always on. I know, I do. The light's always on the other side. Always, always. Always, always. Always expect there to be another mic around. All right, everybody... Yes. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was powerful. That's why that's Happy why he's the creator and host right yeah. there. Yeah. Take two. When you can only you know, the host. Yeah. Talk show and I forgot the talk. When okay. you can stop a room dead simply by saying um, 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 um that's powerful um, stuff. That's power. I think that says more about the room. Yeah. <laughs> it may well. Squirrel. <laughs> this is going to be, and not going to be, it is episode number 35 of Civil Tension. Thank you very much for coming in and hanging out. And we're going to have a lot of fun this week, next week, and the week after. <coughs> As opposed to the unfun we've ever had. But <laughs> we, unless yeah, viewership always, is down. Yeah, unless viewership <laughs> is down. Yeah. Right. Bring a party but, um, we are actually going to explore a topic that uh, our, our wonderful friend and co-host, John has uh, posed and brought up over the course of many episodes when he says, what is the best way to live? And so we're going to actually examine that for the next three episodes. We're going to actually think about that. And there are so many ways that that can go. This is actually a really loaded question. <laughs> no. so, As what are is, most come from John. <laughs> so, She's being mean to you again. In the, in the middle of a harem? And, uh, uh, well, you know, and that, again, we for can... For some, that might be. We, we will take answers here shortly. But uh, to begin, <laughs> I'll go ahead and, and introduce myself. I'm Talk Peter Galt, the, the host and creator of Civil Tension. And... We do have co-host John Quancy and co-host Ken Nicholson. Woo. All right, and to my right this time we have Bill Hasse, Norman Weir, Don Sebeson, Kent Jones, Jerry Settles, Dan Twiak. All right, just we, look down, Kent. Read the text. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Who Don Sebeson. Oh, no, 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 no. Read it again. Yeah, read it again. See, and you, you, you get a name tag like I have here, so everyone. On the podcast, we've all got faces to look for radio. That's right. You know, the visuals the here, <laughs> visuals on podcasts and radio are so important. You can see through the radio. <laughs> it, it's it's amazing. Which is a, you know visually, and that's the right way to could live. Be. Here, let, me, let me help you. What, what is the right way to? What is the best way to live? The best way. And to you know what's been interesting <laughs> is if we take a look at what the best way to live is. Based on this week, good grief. We've, got, <laughs> well, we've we had the Kavanaugh com, uh, confirmation hearings. Yeah. Uh, we've had Nike, who everybody has looked at and gone, oh, my good freaking God, what did Nike do? They, they, they laid a good plan is what they did. Stock buyback did, no, Absolutely. Not, I am not condoning their plan. What I'm saying is for their business, they 
they laid a plan. Uh, Levi uh, looked at Nike and said, you know what, hold my beer and we'll see how things turn out for them. Uh, it's interesting that based on the, the episode we had last week about the collusion of thought and censorship that we have corporations doing their best to administer your your constitutional rights. This goes right into what we were talking about a little bit last week. So what is the best way to live? Is it administering the rights of others based on what you want to you want them to do? Is it living unto yourself and uh, your own belief system and within your own liberty? Is it uh, doing whatever the hell you want to do and to heck with everybody else? Who's got thoughts? John. <laughs> oh, 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 anybody else? Right. Anybody, else. anybody else? Put it on the T there. Besides, John's still right sitting up. It takes a while. It takes a while. We, well, need, to, I we need to put what, a timer on this one. Uh, well, yeah. we've got, I've got the clock running. If, if you'd like to take a pause and think, John, I know you've been thinking. We only have an hour. You only have an hour. <laughs> no, I, I've, got a, I've got a couple. You've got one a couple. Well, okay, let, let John uh, take I was going to let Ken go since he said no. <laughs> the best way to live is to let John go first. Because <laughs> he'll go, he'll go regardless. I guess we just wrapped up all three episodes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good night, everybody. Come back next week with a whole new John. We let John go first. Good night, John Boy. Probably the... Oh, my goodness. Probably the... When a person asks the question, what's the best way to live, we have to be coming at this from the right premise. And the premise on the question matters. It does. If the premise of the question, and this is the premise of the question, the way I come to where it is I come at it from, is that what is the best way to live that preserves the dignity of human life? And what, uh, what is the best way to live that allows the individual to flourish? Now some, now some would look at that and say, well, that's not a good premise. What is the best way to live and what's most important is the efficiency of the state or the administration of certain tasks or duties, i.e. maybe health care, right, within society, within the collective. And so the premise has to be right. And if a person doesn't come at it from the same premise, then the answer is going to take you a very different direction. If, if, your, if your premise is, the administration, the uh, the uh, administration of life tasks like health care, or maybe welfare, or maybe national defense, or things of this nature, and the rights and the well-being of the individual are not important, then the answer goes in a very different place. So the premise that I would come at from this is the dignity of the individual and the preservation of human life that would be the premise of answering the question what is the best way to live and then from that premise of course there's an answer which I will not supply at this time because y'all made fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding back. He's holding out on us. Still looking for those 72 versions in death. <laughs> neither, neither one of those uh, by is, the way, Bill, is the are sustainable. Yeah. So, is this so question? It's like, it's like, no, go ahead. It's like Clint Eastwood said, uh, when the bounty hunter was looking for what was it? Uh, one of Clint Eastwood's spaghetti benders. What do you do for? What do you? Uh, I'm a bounty hunter. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, dying ain't dying ain't much of a living. Yeah, right? dying ain't much of a living. So that would be outlaw Joseph and Wales. <clears throat> there you go. Yep. Thank you, Don. Appreciate that. So <laughs> great what, movie. Is Athletic. what we're doing here debating premises? I mean, uh, what's a what's a good? I think I, I don't know if it's something that we need to debate, but it's certainly something that has to be interjected into the conversation somehow. But in, in the interest of uh, uh, thoroughness or perspective or something like that, I, I'm thinking we back up a slot and say, you know, I, to, to to my mind, I want to live in a way that makes me happy. Pretty self. We're going back a couple right? episodes now. Mm -hmm. yeah. A couple episodes. But, <clears throat> but if I'm if I am to be happy, uh, from my perspective, I, I generally tend to like to do that in the company of my fellow human beings, mm -hmm. in some sort of a of a happy relationship. 
and from that you can quickly branch out into a bunch of rules that make that possible or the absence of rules make it not possible <laughs> or whatever uh, I, I, I and I, I know of very solid arguments for uh, uh, a religious uh, foundation that come from this makes me happy mm -hmm. there's no doubt that it gives security and and, and foundation to folks uh, is there a better one than that? It's the it's so let so let's try to ex expand or modify perhaps the issue of happiness. Let's try to modify that to something um, more rooted. And maybe we did know, that for, for a couple of episodes. We did, but mm -hmm. let's let, let's look at it in, in acting at our own self best interests. With you know that's an Adam Smith concept. That's not hard to get your head around. People acting in their own self best interests as opposed to. Happiness, because happiness. Sometimes you act in your own self-best interest, and you're not particularly happy doing it. But it's the hard job, and you got to do it. And heavy lifting, and you bear the burden, and you go forward. And but still, you're acting in your own self-best interest. And there are those in society. I think probably you know we see that uh, with the left and the form of some of the socialists. They don't want you to be able to act in your own self-best interest. They want to act in your self-best interest, as they define or it. And they'll control you to that extent. So happiness, I'd like to expand that idea of happiness to self-best interest because that's something that can encompass a lot of many more aspects of the human experience. Okay, okay. so so for Fair. this discussion, let's go ahead and answer that as the scope of <laughs> what is the best way to live with regard to uh, your own self-best interests. For me, that's a relatively simple answer and that is to put out what I want coming back in when when you put out what what comes back in when you put out what you want and that comes back to you whatever how again and however you want to ascribe this when you for me when I want good things coming in I know that that's going to be be achieved by putting goodness, gratefulness, gratefulness, thankfulness out. You'll get what you give. So you believe in karma. Um, you know what? Karma, yes. <laughs> and karma came back and 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 throat punched me this week after literally. Huh? You know, you, literally yeah. because I told uh, I, I I told Frank to shut up last week. And, uh, you here, lost your and, voice. And, and, and then you did. And then I lost my karma. Said, "Oh, you you want to tell Frank to shut up? Let's just pop you right in the throat, and you get no voice for four days." Um, hmm. So you can look at it that way, but uh, hmm. you know, you can also look at it that my son brought something home from where he works, and uh, I simply caught it. It's coincidence. Yeah. Oh no. Well, for me, it's ironic to think that, for me, happiness, joy, whatever, the best way to live, I would suggest most people would say they're, they tend to be their happiest when they are not acting necessarily in their own self-best interest. When you're doing something for someone else, when you're serving someone else, when you're doing it out of a true, grateful, serving heart, You'll, a lot of people, when they have those experiences, say that's the happiest I've ever been, the most content, most whatever fulfilled the words would be. And I, I just personally believe that's what's missing in our society today is people are seeking happiness, seeking, 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 more this, more that, more this. And if they would just flip that and serve other people, they'd probably find themselves to be uh, much more content and fulfilled than but, they are but, today. But, but I don't, but uh, acting in one's self-best interest, that shouldn't be misconstrued as being selfish or self-centered. Agree with that. Yes. Okay, acting in one's self-best interest would be to be outwardly focused, i.e., loving God, loving people. Mm -hmm. I read that in a book somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay, and so it's kind of a popular book. So what the problem is is that people they get they, they get things they get uh, the emphasis on the wrong syllable and they think that self-best interest is all about the self. Mm -hmm. But no, your self-best interest is using your talents, gifts, blessings, opportunities afforded to you by your creator, and then going out and touching as many lives as possible Sharing that for gift. the benefit mm -hmm. and loving other folk. And that's when we are acting truly in our self-best interest by not being focused on ourselves. 
I, I don't think those are, I'm just one, those are not incompatible. Yeah. And many times people look at that Adam Smith concept mm -hmm. and they think, well, that's just you being a greedy, selfish. No, not necessarily. People can so, do it that way, but not necessarily. I agree with your definition. I, my point is, is that most of societies. Oh, I would agree with that. Pursuit well, is in that own quote unquote selfish. Sure. Self so, so, so you're saying mm -hmm. that the best way to live mm -hmm. is to forget about your own self and serve others all the time, uh, and that's that's the best way to live. I, I don't know. There's probably it's probably a bigger picture than that, but I think that's a massive component I, of it. Yeah, I was a good absolutely way to start. solid component. Good yeah. way to start. I was thinking here, I'm not sure how it ties in, but like when it comes like to voting, if you're getting a bunch of benefits, do you vote for that person who's going to give you that free benefits in your self interest mm -hmm. and not worry about the overall collective? A great example. Oh, like, if you're, like, like if you're getting money from welfare, or you know, I was joking, like Chicago, mm -hmm. you keep giving all this money out mm -hmm. to people. That's why they get the votes. Yeah. Right. But then screwing the rest of the, you know, it's the Tocqueville. You can't. It's not sustainable. Right. It, it seems to me that to uh, to bring some order to the conversation, we need to talk about self interest as a tactical or a strategic thing. Right. Yeah. If if you're going to be happy for the long term, you're going to choose some different things than I want that chocolate bar on right. the counter. Right. And or or I'm going That's to point at me. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one did not. Uh, the uh, Norm is a swimsuit model. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a way I can write, write off my taxes and deductions. <laughs> <laughs> we all try to share with our children. I, I guess most of us try to share with our children. Speedos. That, <laughs> that, uh, that immediate self-gratification isn't necessarily the cool way to go. Isn't necessarily the most fun way to go. Where do you want to be in a week? Mm -hmm. Well, I think you know? a lot of people don't have a purpose in life. Right. And one of the first things I think that they should find or should do is find a purpose. Because if you don't have a purpose... Where do you go? You're only looking at yourself. You're only looking at inward. You're only looking at, at something else. If you don't have a purpose to do things, and you know, I, it can be very simple. I mean, I always say to myself uh, uh, that my purpose is to help people. Well, if I can't help people, then I can't help myself because they won't help me. Mm -hmm. You know, and it may be that person that cuts you off in, in traffic, or maybe that person that, uh, uh, gives you the flying uh, fickle finger of fate or whatever, you know, it's, uh, it just, it's just one of those things that, that to me, happiness is part and partial uh, to having a purpose and to bringing that purpose out in your life. Mm -hmm. And that goes to well, part of what John was talking about, that, that one thing I really liked was um, gift. You know, our Creator did give each of us a gift. Everybody has one. Mm -hmm. Not everybody realizes it. Not everybody finds it. But those who can find it and 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 transfer that into actionable things in life that you do, whether it's your job, and and, and there now we got passion coming coming involved in things, and um, it can take folks a long time. I know. I feel like I finally found that recently, and it's it's life. You look at life differently uh, when, when you can do that. But you know, I think sharing your gift and and allowing others to share their gift with you um, that that will bring happiness. Um, that, that's well, I was gonna say because as you're talking here, satisfaction. Uh, it's like to play devil's advocate. But you're coming from someone that, assuming there's a higher being, higher you know, someone that doesn't believe in that, you know. What's their self-interest? They're to That's going the into there. Well, but uh, then I think other people that do like self-destructive behaviors, drug users, mm -hmm. they're shooting up every day. Yeah, they're happy. This is the best way to live, but it's it hurting society overall. The They'll tell you that. It's, some of them will. Yeah, they're fighting when they're in it. Yeah. But but let's but let's okay. So if if you don't believe in a in a higher being and a higher power, well, well that's so what becomes, Irfarber's quote, your God, mm -hmm. right? Lowercase G. The state. Money. Oh, no, what no, fills I, no, that I mean, void? That, I mean, that, and that was the point of Marxism. Assuming you <clears throat> consider a void. 
And that, and that was that was the point of Marxism is that you have to you have to destroy the family unit you have to destroy the concept of God and that the state then becomes the thing that you will serve mm -hmm. and give your life to and if you don't want to do that they'll find a way to compel you to do that You'll have just issues. as Kim Il Jong right the the absolute best way to live is in the present is right here right now this mm -hmm. second this millisecond because when we step outside of the moment. That's when anxiety steps in. That's yep. when all these Stress. things start going through our heads. What if? That's when I can't. That's when I. That's when I second guess my gift to be able to say, "I would love to help you." Ooh, right. Yeah. So the the best way to live is in the present, right now. I mean, we take a look at the Kavanaugh hearings. <laughs> the people who are fighting Don't against that, and pushing against that, are are are. They're not living right now. They're not in the present. They're looking at the past, his past record, and they're looking at perhaps what he'll decide mm -hmm. in the future. So what's so well, I thought you talking about the protesters. <laughs> but, what's so, but so what's so important about that is that the folk that when you're having this conversation and you're in, and, and people are thinking about down the road, they're not being present, not practicing mindfulness. Right. What happens is they're not engaged in the debate. You're not actually exchanging. Correct. There's They're no just, exchange. they've got their talking points. That's the way that it is. And whether it's the Kavanaugh hearings or a conversation with somebody at a, at a mixer, at a Chamber of Commerce mixer, they've got their talking points. They've got their bullets. Bang, right. bang, bang. They could care no less about what you have to say. They have to say what they have to say, and they have to check the box and move on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're that, the so, highway. The, so the relationships so, suffer so when that happens. You can take a look, and I'll stick on the on the Kavanaugh hearings, right? Uh, Camilla, whatever her name is, right? The, the attorney uh, who wasn't a very successful uh, attorney general in California. Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris. Asked, you know, did you have this conversation? She's in the past asking that, mm -hmm. hoping to get a reaction for the future. Kavanaugh's in the present, and he's not saying yes or no because he doesn't know, possibly he could have, but he doesn't know who works there. Mm -hmm. And in D.C., they hop, you know, from law, law firm to law firm to law firm. So he's saying, yeah, possibly could have, but give me a roster. And I can tell you who I've talked to. They would. They didn't want to do that. She was trying to trap him. To trap him. Trap him. Yeah. Uh, and he's right here in the present. And that's what I saw. And I looked. I go, no, he's he's here now, mm -hmm. and he's listening to what you're saying. You're you're back here, and and you're trying to pin him, right? So I think that when we are here, you don't get as angry, and because your anger then looks at down the road a little bit. Right. Can I ask you a question, Ken? Because mm -hmm. this is really, it, it, what is the component of living in the present and making decisions for yourself, practicing mindfulness in the present? What is the role of individual and personal liberty in that construct, in that um, diagram? Because if one perhaps doesn't have individual liberty, you can't be in the present That's practicing true. mindfulness. I just want to make sure I make that connection. That's and if true. I'm wrong in that connection, I want you know someone mm -hmm. to correct me. No, I, no, that, that's true. I think you're on the money. Uh, there's no doubt that without self-determination, you're not going to be able to do the things that make you happy in mm -hmm. general, mm -hmm. Correct. And uh, certainly uh, for most of the people I know, their happiness level, the meter level, at a given moment has a lot to do with how free they feel mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to what degree they, they determine their own activity. So, I'm sorry. Uh, so a good a good place, you go to any church, any any mainstream, you can go to a Catholic church, Lutheran church, whatever, and listen to how rote the entire <coughs> service is. Some places you should be in the moment, in the spirit, and it's our father or you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. there's this roteness to mm -hmm. it there's no feeling and right. that's to your point mm -hmm. right when you don't have the the liberty right. everything's then great it's, just fall it's all or then go to a baptist yeah. <laughs> yeah, just fall <laughs> they're lively then you gotta be uh, they go and right. it's all sunday you're not going to watch football but you see but what so what that brings me back to the best way to live is under a constitutional republic that guarantees individual liberty and mm -hmm. freedom to call God who you call God or choose not to call anything God if you so choose mm -hmm. but to be in that personal freedom and liberty pursuing your self-interest 
for example, holding a job where you can feed your family, hold a job where you can buy the car you want to buy or live in the house you want to live in, not because you need to, because you want to. Mm -hmm. That's your freedom. Mm -hmm. Because when you do those things, someone's going to make that car, someone's going to build that house, you're providing value, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to talk about that. But then also that you're in your freedom that to donate or give away whatever money you want, your time, whatever the case may be. You're in your individual liberty to do that and to be mindful of your fellow man in preservation of their human dignity, kind of coming back to something that I think is a key premise, and to not have the state say, well, you know, uh, you're too old. You have, um, like my mom this past week, she broke her hip. She fell and broke her hip. On the second tree or the third? It was on, <laughs> she made it to, it was the third one. Third so one. she's just like me, or I'm just like her. And so, um, she's a tough gal. So so she breaks her hip, she's 75, and potentially, if this happens in another country, they don't do Bye-bye. the surgery. Mm-hmm. Nope, and, like that, that. and that is the way that it is. And there are death panels in other nations where they say, you are no longer right. worth the economic investment on mm-hmm. the part of the state and the collective and we will, therefore, if you need kidney dialysis, i.e. in England over the age of 66, you're toast. That is not in acting in the preservation of human liberty and human dignity. That now, goes on in this country. And it's not right. It's not you correct. Don't go and far out the door. And the reason why it is that it's happening is because there aren't marketplace forces in place in the healthcare system. Period. End of the mm-hmm. story. Now, the marketplace can't solve everything because some things are simply not profitable. But that's where charity has to come in. Mm-hmm. And that, so again, the better angels of our nature, according to Abraham Lincoln, and we have to, to do that, to, to, to see the right as God gives us the ability to see it. Again, Abraham Lincoln, and we should do that. But again, it all has to come back to the individual indiv- uh, liberty, living their life before God under a constitutional republic. Not someone saying, you will do, and conscripting your time, your life, and your labor. Now, apparently, and I don't disagree with any of what you just said, but apparently we are led to believe that uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 300, or I'm sorry, 150 plus million people in our country, half of the population disagree with what you just said. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because they because they have been led astray. They don't understand what is at risk, and they have not actually. They are living under the the fumes, not the fuel, but the fumes of our constitutional republic, and are still living under the protections of same. If they actually lived under the actual thing they are purporting and desiring and think they want for about a week, for about a week, then they would change their minds. And so we will have to, at some level, lose our liberty and hopefully Get it back. hopefully, then reclaim it. I always reference the Titler Cycle, mm-hmm. written by Scottish doctor uh, Frederick Titler, 18, whatever it was. That is a real thing. And so, yes, those 150 million people may not agree, but they also are under the guise of that constitutional republic which allows them to say what they want to say to say throw away the constitutional republic what was the good and bad about wasn't that all the people who said they were going to move away if trump got elected right i i built the wall i think we should i I think we should move we should we should well they did the same thing when uh bush 42 or whatever the bushes won or whatever i think someone should start a gofundme page Mm, people, on, people Sean offered. Hannity was offering to fly people out. Yeah, a lot of people have <laughs> offered, but nobody's. I don't think well, there was taken one, up yet. one of the kids. Didn't Matt Damon kids. actually moved to Australia, or he said he was? Yeah, but one of the kids recently, him. just this last week, said, "Okay, I've had it. I got to go. I can't be here anymore." Right. That's okay. And I can't remember what her name is, but one of the performer kids. Yeah, let her go. But you well, see, the great thing is, in their liberty, can. they can make that decision to yeah. go. If you want, look and look, sweet cheeks, you well, want to move to Venezuela. <laughs> Then go for it. Yeah, that's going to be unquotable. Well, here's the plane ticket. You want to go to Venezuela and well, stand in line for your toilet paper and your rice with armed guards? Go for it. Happy trails. Well, See as ya. a quick note, I remember when you were talking about everyone moving north uh, when the when they won. I just, there was a Oklahoma weatherman 
or person. <laughs> I'm not sure who it was on there. He gave him the best route to Canada to what? get past, you know, yeah. during his broadcast. Yeah. Here, take this highway, just keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, go back, public. To, to go back to what you said, and that's why when you live in the moment mm-hmm. and you're a servant, mm-hmm. I'm not, you feel good. Because you're doing it right then and there. I've never been on a mission trip. I've never right. talked to anybody who's gone on a mission trip or worked at a soup kitchen who got, mm-hmm. come out going, oh, that was yeah, the worst terrible. thing I ever did in exactly. my life. Exactly, yeah, it doesn't right. happen. They all come back and say, I learned so much about myself. Yep. Right? And that's why when you're serving people, you're living right here, right now, in the moment. You you're not worried about that. having to pay the bills at the end of the month. You're not worried about uh, Norm's you know, swimsuit model yeah. career. Thank you uh, for that visual, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I support therapists everywhere. I'm going to be battling that all day. I'm going to be battling that all Working in a soup kitchen downtown Chicago, and you'll you'll sit there and go, wow, that may could be one of the scariest things I've ever done. <laughs> you'll get robbed coming out. I did it for a year mm-hmm. every week. When you come out wow. of it. Wow. When you really? come out of it. Yep. When you're in it, though. You, you, you feel it, and it's strange, and I'm sure you're probably scared in that moment because oh, being the diverse uh, panel we are out here in suburbia. Uh, which, is the same, which is the same diverse panel they are in the city. Right. Just yeah. different. Just different. Same but different. Yeah. yeah. It, you, you'd be like, whoa, right? And you walk out of there going, what was I thinking, right? But when you're in there and you're, you're ladling that soup or sitting with that homeless person or whatever the case may be, you're... You're you're at bliss. When you're serving, I always say when you're serving, you're not stressing. Yeah. It's kind of hard to be stressed out when you're serving right. someone else. It's right. pretty difficult. Bless you. One of the great one of the greatest things that um, that my wife has uh, uh, introduced me to is volunteering to feed my starving children. Mm. And if you have never had the opportunity to do it, take it. Packing, packing, and boxing, and carrying, yep. and doing what all. It is. I've done it two or three times. And to Ken, Ken T's point, mm-hmm. ha, I always have walked out of that thing just thinking to myself, my gosh, I wish the rest of my life was always this oh, good. Mm-hmm. I wish that everything else in my life was this incredibly, overwhelmingly flipping awesome. The difficult yeah. part about working in charity and volunteer work is, is you, you learn very quickly how few of people actually will get involved and actually do that work. Uh, and then you find out also how many people want a piece of you because now they know you're That's someone true. who is willing to do it. That's true. Because they need help. And it, it, it can swallow you up. Yes. And, I, and I've been down that path. And it's, um, but what, but so, what? It's, it's so few people mm-hmm. actually get involved in that volunteer and charity work. It's Everybody is more happy, I'll just write you a check. Well, and then what, in, what is Check's the best okay. way to live in defining your own self-interest and what is your best self-interest I've been down that path too and you have to draw a line that says right. you know what and you have to be confident and comfortable saying I am I am very thrilled and happy to be able to give this and I have chosen to give what I can to this mm-hmm. for whatever reason this resonates with me I feel comfortable with that mm-hmm. unfortunately what you're asking of me doesn't and, and it's okay to say that. Mm-hmm. It, it took me a while to figure out that it was okay to say no when people would come at me with a big ass because I've been through times in my life where, you know, were it not for my in-laws, uh, my family would have grown up in a box under a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I am so incredibly thankful. At least you would have had a box. Yeah. Hey, you know, it might have been a an ice box. Too. And a bridge. Or a Nike box. <laughs> you know. But, uh, oh, oh, oh. oh. Well, that was Kent, everybody. That was Kent. 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 Shouldn't be thinking outside yeah, the box. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. That was good. Extraction. The other thing, though, I've done that feed your starving children and done it at, at our church and my competitive spirit kind of gets out of control sometimes on that you know yelling at seven year olds to pack faster so we can pack them <laughs> but that's that's wow. a different story that's okay Woo. she was in a wheelchair exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know, get your old faster you know, when I chase them off to another table and replace them so our team can be faster but but the other thing that I think people sometimes forget and again and I'm going to put bring this back to where we live is 
Think about what we're doing. Mm. We're packing seeds to send to people who have no food. Mm. Yeah. Do we have that struggle? No. And I just think that's what I think gets lost sometimes. We throw a lot of food away. Yeah, we throw more food away. We can feed. We have lawsuits over which chocolate should be designed or something. Why should should we be concerned for the dignity of someone else's human life? Because in the long term, we would certainly hope and pray if if that's what we want to do, that somebody would have concern for the dignity of our lives. That somebody would stand for the dignity and preservation of us when we can't. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons we should stand in preservation for the dignity of others. And I mean that for people who are unborn. I mean that for people who are poor. I mean that for people who are in prison. I mean that for people who are murderers and, and rapists and all the rest of it. The dignity of human life. And I didn't always used to have that position with the pe- with people that were in prison. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. been an, a, a migration of opinion that they are still created by God and their mm-hmm. soul is still at risk and it's his to sort out with them. Yep. I didn't used to be at that position. I used to look at it, honestly, as from as an economic model because really, I mean, with that segment of the population, look, you did this, that was a terrible thing to do, you've sinned and messed up and you're not worth the tax dollars, the confiscated tax dollars to preserve, therefore, let's just be expedient about it. Now this was many, many years ago I had this opinion, but it was still my belief. It no longer is. Now I'm not saying that they should live in the Hilton. I'm not saying they should be afforded all the luxuries and niceties that many hardworking men and women of this fine country cannot afford. But what I am clearly saying is the notion that that their life is not mine to take. It just simply isn't. They should pay for their they should pay for their crime. They should not be let loose in society. They should be the justice to the best that we can administer it should be administered. And it should be harsh, it should be swift. But does that, does that include oh, helping them to reestablish themselves back into society? That's a case by case basis. But I would say that obviously if one can do such a thing and not reintroduce uh, a liability into society which we're all liabilities in society because we're people broken sinful right um, then yeah if that's an option and a possibility then we should if but that's not carte blanche for everyone of a given crime that's not carte blanche for everyone that's in prison I'm not saying that again it's case by case I think Ben Shapiro would be happy with my answer and that's good <laughs> <There, be laughs> I was gonna be cynical and play devil's advocate just to throw a little controversy on there it's like if you're sending the food to our country are you trying to establish future workers for your factory yeah, you know, <laughs> make sure you have future labor is that being yeah. self-interest you know I've <laughs> cheap labor. never really thought about that norm uh, <laughs> I, that I, was a cynical way to look at it. You were right. That was they send all the emails to. <laughs> yeah. Norm the swimsuit model. Come on, Jim. Simple tension. Come on, swimsuit. Norm at swimsuitmodel.com. Maybe you are willing to order a swimsuit dress. I hope that's not someone's really. Would that be extortion? Norm at It feels like this conversation, the problem with this conversation right now is we tend to agree too much. I'm just trying to cause some. Roll the grenade in the room and run. Bless you, Norm. I do um, agree with. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ken. I, so uh, to reintroduce the idea of <laughs> tension, mm-hmm. how do we fix it? I, I can come back to the, to the one problem where half people in this country, supposedly, mm-hmm. half people in this country, don't yep. appreciate it. Don't agree with us. I've got an answer. You know how you fix it? I really. I think I've just had a light bulb kind of moment. Ooh. Really? Uh-oh. And those don't come around very often. Ding. Ding. The <laughs> light's usually off. They'll, 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 usually. It's a, it's a, <laughs> I just want to get out in front of this. I want to get out in front of this. Yes, Don, it's usually a damn ball. All right, okay. Also, <laughs> me, but hurry up. I want to hear your light. Flip, light. Yeah, so the answer to this is I think we really, I think it's really obvious. We just need to turn more power over to the state. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that, and, but those, I think we wow. need to turn more power over to government. Even if that government's at a local level, let them control your lives all the more because obviously they are in a position to know better. People in their individual living are really not making very wise decisions and therefore they ought not to be left to it. But but isn't that the same? You'll get the government you deserve. You get the government Mm -hmm. you deserve. Power corrupts absolute power. Thank you, Sir Lord Acton, Jr. So, I mean, essentially what you're saying is 
allow the government to take over so that perhaps we who are in such agreement will get to a point where there will be this catalytic event where we finally said enough is enough. Mm -hmm. Because no. on this side of the fence, we don't tend to get near as riled up Right. as the folks on the other side of the fence, politically speaking. They've already demonstrated that they're excellent, excellent at throwing temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. They're really, really good at that. They're good at yelling, screaming, fighting, destroying property. They love to rise to that occasion of physical altercation, physical violence, and we look at them like rude little kids. And at some point, we're going to have to realize that they're not rude little kids, they're destructive adults. Mm -hmm. So the solution to helping people get to what is the best way to live is to reach a catalytic moment where we have to say, you know what, sit your ass down, shut up, let the grown-ups take over. Yeah, I would prefer but we didn't have to hit rock bottom before we could make that happen. Or that's what you really yeah. like, that's, go in the bunker, burn the, everyone else, and come out to whoever but, survives. Well, our, our system is designed to let it refresh every four years. That's uh, supposedly the way it's... Unless it's you don't like the election result. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 if you really want to screw something up, we all know you give it to the federal government. Mm -hmm. If you want to screw it up a little bit less, give it to the state government. Mm -hmm. If you want to give it to government and minimize the damage, give it to your township. Mm -hmm. But you're better off without the government being involved in, except in those very few places where there is no choice. I, I agree with all, but I think the issue is more fundamental. I mean, we don't, because we, it's too judgmental to do what I think needs to be done. We need to teach kids how to become good people. We don't teach how to become good people. We teach you to be activists or learn how to, you know, what to be mad at or who to be mad at or who to hate because they're not like you. We don't raise, we don't teach kids, you know, what, is, what does it, it mean? mean? Right. They, you can't even organize and go out to what say protest people. Well, that's what we have to define. Well, no, I, I think, let's... Uh, we have to define that. How can you raise kids I, to be good people? I, they don't know what it is. You have to define it. I agree with Ken T. I, I think that's too nebulous. I think it comes back to... We, we do have to define it. It comes back to citizenry. We don't teach them to be good citizens, and that is very easily defined. You don't break stuff that isn't yours. You don't do this. You don't do that. That's really not hard to get your head around. That's all good people. That's right. Well, I think that, but I think you have to start mm -hmm. with the citizenry, and I think the, start the, there. the good people can feeds that. into that at some level mm -hmm. because there are things that people may do in their own liberty and their private lives that may not be good mm -hmm. but it is within their liberty and it's sure. not generally impacting anybody else so again those two things can have some overlap of the circles mm -hmm. but are not necessarily totally overlapped that, that would just be my contention but no, i agree with that. always go back to viewpoint like you're looking at all these protesters going against it they think they're being good it's all a matter of perspective Absolutely. disrupting everything yeah, and their thing true it goes back to like mm -hmm. when we had the revolution we rebelled against england that was our best interest but not for england but but why would anybody think it's good to destroy property? You got to look from their perspective. Why now would anybody think it's good to, your, to, to you make more money? Property. Because they're making a point. Because I'm getting a free TV when I walk through that window. Mm -hmm. right. But I mean, that's how warped we are, yeah, that we have people that don't think that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the folks that don't think that's wrong are simply uninformed. We, we have, yeah. our, our education that system ignorant. in general has, has been not uninformed, diving. they're in, misinformed. Yes. Or like we were talking about education system, self-interest, like all the high schools, I swear, they're pushing you towards college, which is not the best choice for everyone. Absolutely it's good true. for the system because it'll sustain that tuition, everyone inside the system, the uh, education system. I think that Ken, Ken T. was on something really important earlier on. Don't and encourage that, him. And that is this idea, that how, and I think Ken T. answered Ken's question, how do we fix it? It really comes back to that mindfulness. It really comes back to that issue of being present in the moment and by being present in the moment, creating a life that is sustainable. Because people, they just live for the moment. There's a difference between being present in the moment and living for the mm -hmm. moment. We just live for the moment. Hey, I don't have a TV or a big enough TV. Uh, hey, that store just got broken into. I'm going to steal me a TV. And boom, now I got a TV. That is living, living for the moment, so to speak. That's not being mindful. And there's a huge difference there. Well, if, the, the difference would be that you're you're calling on people to be mindfully <coughs> present yeah. not simply live for the, there's a big difference i agree you don't live for the moment 
in, in an opportunistic fashion. There's a big difference in recognizing being mindful, being in a moment, and recognizing opportunity that you can say, wow, this is really going to improve my quality of life. What makes, what it is that makes it the best way to live for me versus living for the moment that says, boom, the window's broken, free TV, gonna go get home, plug it in. Ah, crap, I don't know how to get any picture on this because didn't come with the owner's manual. So. <laughs> I forgot the remote. Well, I was thinking, hold, you know, as, a, as a random thought, the as a random thought, and there is like living in the moment versus living for the moment. You know, if you're riding or you you steal TV, would that be living at the moment? Or a bank robber, you're trying to plan for the moment. You know, are you living to go in there and steal? Well, and some people would say it's okay for them to rob the bank because they don't have any money. And that's my point: is we don't we we have lost the ability to, to determine what's right and what's wrong. Everything, what? everything's relative. It's like, well, if it's, I mean, they're well, literally. Right if it I thought if you're right, right. It, yeah. depends yeah. what side of the barrel you're on. Well, there yeah. are some things that I think at some point we have to decide this is right and this is wrong. Now, what we base it on is probably where we would get into some interesting arguments. But if there's no right or wrong, how do we ever create a society that's, where we can live in our liberty and keep your keep that thought? That's episode two. Okay. Yeah. So, so Peter, you just drew out two scenarios: living for the moment, living in the moment, and this idea that doing what is in my best interest here and now, I want to expand that definition. The challenge is I want to be mindful and do things in the moment that are not just in my best interest, but are also by definition in the best interest of other people. Again, it comes back to that yeah. outward focus, serving mm -hmm. others. Consequences. Well, that even not even consequences, but being our best selves and really saying to ourselves, you know, if I buy this television, that I really don't need but I really would like and I do that instead of perhaps contributing those dollars to a retirement plan or a 529 plan for my children acting in the best interest of others is that you know I'm going to sacrifice I'm going to not have the thing that I want I'm going to mm -hmm. kick that can down the road and I'm going to live for my future self in my own preservation so I have a sustainable life or I'm going to do something like that for my children so they can have a better life than I have and so again it comes back to that self-interest but it's the key of how people are defining those self-interest mm -hmm. the self-interest is to love other people and to give to other people not to have the government confiscate not to have the government steal not to have the government take not to have them put you in prison but for us out of the goodness of our hearts for the blessings afforded by almighty god to say how can i live in a sacrificial way reasonably in my liberty to define that mm -hmm. and then live for other people otherwise if we don't do that gents what's going to happen is Big Brother will come in and say, you know, you all in your individual liberty, you're not doing a very good job of it. And we're going to take this away, and pretty soon, like Venezuela, you're going to be standing in line looking for your bowl of rice and your ass wipe. That's the old adage. Well, the, people people are are the, ones, the people that are breaking it are the ones that are going to come in and tell you they're going to fix it. Yeah. Well, that's true. They create, the, they create the problem, and they come in with the solution. Yeah. And, and a lot of what you just described resonates with me in the form that I already mentioned earlier on, which is putting out what you want to have come back. Mm -hmm. And in the scope of things, that is making sacrifices for your family, for your kids, for my wife. I've said before, nothing makes me happier than to see them smile, to see them succeed, mm -hmm. and to see them laugh and hear them laugh. Mm -hmm. it, it's I can never get enough of that. And in my own self-interest, what I feel, and it is, admittedly selfish because I just so enjoy mm -hmm. and feel so good when I hear them laugh, when I see them smile, when I hear their excitement over something they've done that they've achieved and you know because of choices my wife and I made that no matter what whilst we were raising them, they're all young adult children now, we decided at least one of us would always be home. We never, mm -hmm. ever did any kind of daycare. We never did any mm -hmm. sort of thing like that. Mm -hmm. In fact, there was one person who ever watched our kids a couple of times, and she is someone that I know to this day, and uh, even as a professional, she is re remarkable. But um, 
and not a professional child caregiver, but she's sure. she's actually in the <laughs> HR industry. So, Pete, where did you get course. that? Where'd you but get that from? Did, were I you got, taught that? Were you? I got that because my mom ran daycare centers when mm -hmm. I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, she actually was the director over multiple centers, right. and what I saw as a kid, mm -hmm. not not that not from my mom or the teachers or, the, or the, the people in charge of care, but from the kids themselves. Mm -hmm. Kids themselves left to their own devices are freaking nuts. Mm -hmm. Lord of the Flies. They, mm -hmm. Exactly, Lord of the Flies. Kids are freaking crazy because there's not, they're developing mm -hmm. that social skill and there's no filter, there's nothing that says, you know what? Maybe not a great idea to pick up little Johnny, put him in the garbage can, and close the lid and start beating on it with blocks and sticks because it's so freaking hilarious. That has just brought back so many memories for me. I apologize. Pete, I didn't phrase my question. I was asking more where did you learn? Or how did you come to this, I get joy out of the joy of others? Where did that come from? Where you taught that? Did you see it in others? That's what I was wondering. Where did you get that? Where did I get? I learned that. I learned to recognize that. You were taught I that. Was not, That's what I'm talking about. We don't yeah, teach that. We don't I, teach that. I, I learned that. I came to that on my own. I was not Modeled. taught Modeled. joy. I was That's not taught how to experience Modeled. joy. I was not taught how to experience Happiness. I had to learn within myself how to recognize. He was teaching when because he was well, that's a good point. Because it's, it's, it's not inherent. We, 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 you know, well, we could argue that, right? Because we've had that conversation. But uh, is it inherent or, or, or is it learned? You know, kids learn by watching, mm -hmm. and the people they see the most are their parents. Mm -hmm. So they learn the most from their parents. But mm -hmm. you still have parts and times in life you're, maybe you're 25 years old you're not with your parents right. anymore and you're going to your first funeral for a friend or a friend's <laughs> child What's and you experience that the first time you, you know so is it you know it, it it's a learned process I think and and totally agree it but, but let's needs push, guidance but let's push back I want to push back on Peter just a little bit Go ahead. this notion that you sacrifice because of the things you want to see come back to you i.e. their joy, their happiness, their success, things of that nature. Would an individual, would you still make those sacrifices if you didn't have any potential feedback to their success, their joy, and their happiness? That, no that is that if there's nothing coming back, that is, and what I'm getting to here is an agape love, which mm -hmm. is I will live sacrificially, I will give sacrificially, and with no anticipation of you giving anything mm -hmm. back to me of there being any no upside for me whatsoever and that's the that so when I talk about that outward serving it's an agape love serving and I think that I can answer that in very honestly saying yes because I grew up without that mm -hmm. and that is what both my wife and I that is one of the biggest reasons we decided no daycare, no, mm -hmm. and that meant we grew up relatively limited in our income. Mm -hmm. You know, we were a young family that, I mean, mm -hmm. big portions of our young adult life with young kids relied solely on my ability to put food on the table and a roof over our heads. Mm -hmm. uh, one time, she, we, we, we did reverse roles when our daughter was first born and she had an opportunity to go to work full-time and manage and lead. And she thought, wow, this would be, I really want to do this, I would love this. Six months later, she came back and said, would you mind looking for a job again? <laughs> <laughs> Lexi, Lexi, we're sorry about that. Yeah. That's, that's probably a lot, tell well, your and, and Lexi will tell you to this day, I think that's where she developed her food taste because I, I, I was admonished many years later when my wife discovered that I fed her chili out of a can and let her eat six hot foods. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I started the coffee head early too. I would say yes. I would say yes because of the, the conditions I came from and also knowing full well that by doing that, 
I'm going to do my best as so far as I understand it and can comprehend it in raising my children without knowing what they're going to become. As I, I had no so the, idea so what the, they would so, become. So the thing you became as, as an adult man living in liberty, it wasn't that isn't where you came from. No. And so so the issue of, and this again, we're going to probably bump up against it here, but this idea of teaching, modeling, whatever the case may be, sometimes we do things because, well, I sure as heck do not want to do that. I sure as hell don't want to be that. Learn what not be, to do. Right? I know that that's a bad example, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go in a different direction. may not be the right thing, but I know that is definitely not it. Mm-hmm. And so modeling is on both sides, both the thing you should be and the thing that you shouldn't be. And then this gets into a whole big conversation about, well, gee whiz, why do we have so many problems in, uh, in, in certain populations? Was it because they're on welfare? Yeah. Is it because you don't have two parents in the home? Yeah. Is that because of the welfare state, the way the system structures its payments and benefits? Yeah. Is this because of the federal government and the fact that all they're doing is putting citizenry on, on under their thumb and under their, their control? Yeah. Is this by design? Yeah. Like, but again, this gets into a political conversation, a social conversation, mm-hmm. as opposed to the right way to live. But we wonder, well, gee whiz, why, why, why is it that we have this thing that, that you know, black lives matter and they're all upset with, with the police? Well, shoot, the, 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 the population that's killing more young is. black men is young black men. Well, why aren't we concerned about that? Well, we don't have any male role models in the home. Well, why don't we have any male role models in the home that show the best way to live? Even if it's failed and flawed, which it will be. Why? Because they're human beings. But still, it's better than absolutely nothing. We have no men showing to these young boys how to live generation after generation after generation. And then we wonder why it is. It's like scrambled eggs on the windshield of your Jeep. And then the bottom, then we come back to this whole idea that, well, it's, it's because of the system. It's because we haven't put in enough money after it. Well, maybe it's because you're not allowing people to live in their liberty to actually stabilize their lives. You're trying to incentivize their behavior so you and the bureaucracy and the oligarchy can maintain your control and your power over them. And again, it comes back to the sanctity of their individual lives. These people are suffering in terrible conditions, not on a world scale, because they're living very well on a world scale, but within the context of this country, people are, are dying every day. Look at, the, look at the numbers that come out of Chicago every weekend. It's atrocious. It's got nothing to do with guns. It has to do with the fact that, that the system has intentionally put these people into, into a situation where is they, unless there's some kind of Herculean effort on the part of the mom, their chances of being successful is greatly diminished. And it's intentional. I want to go go back to one point, though, earlier that that, that John made about citizenry and and being citizens. Um, If we are to be citizens, okay, in in a country and and in a a free society as we are, okay, supposedly, uh, why... Why is it? Because I remember when I was growing up, okay, you know, they, they say it takes more than a, more than a village. It takes a village, mm-hmm. okay? So when, when we were, when I was growing up, that whole neighborhood looked out for whoever was going, whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. You didn't have people that were putting up fences and, mm-hmm. and not worrying about them, you know, anybody else. They were always <laughs> watching. Yeah. What was going on? They were making, just think of the parents yelling down the street sure, to tell somebody else to get nice. They didn't making they were making sure that that the kids were if they were playing, there was not any problems. Mm-hmm. They weren't being hurt. That there were uh, you know, and it didn't matter if it was your kid or not. But it, the, the citizenry we have we are teaching today is not the same. Mm-hmm. We're not teaching that. We're not teaching. You know, let's, let's think about somebody else. Yeah, let's let's think about somebody else. We're teaching now. Well, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't and I don't believe that that that's the right way to go. But that's neighboring. Well, you're looking at there is the de- the devaluation and the failure of neighboring in this nation. We don't neighbor the way we used to, and one of the reasons is because we don't have front porches like we used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's absolutely true. That those communities that have more front porches are closely closer knit. 
They're more connected. They're more conversational socially. When you have all your activities going on in the backyard or in the house or in the basement and you don't have that front porch where you can wave to people, I'm fortunate. I live in a place where I have a, a concrete stoop out in front of my home. I've got a, a table and a couple of chairs. I sit out there and people every now and then will walk, be walking their dogs or what have you. I wave, say hello, this and that, and they wave and say hello back. And every now and then, I actually give them my name. Actually, I get a name back. Wow. It's that neighboring thing, and that's an, again a whole other component. That works but once. In our in our liberty, we should do that, but and we don't. Walk, and, well, they, but they jump, walk away mumbling. There's that crazy right winger out there on the porch. the village has been redefined. The village when we were younger was the neighborhood. Now the village right. is the government. It's the schools. It's, uh, the, it's, the, well. schools it's the government, government. institutions. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be the village was our neighborhood, but now they've co-opted that even that's, to call. That is one scary concept. So it is. Well, well, yeah. To go back to your <laughs> question yeah. about Pete, where, where did he learn that? Right. I don't, I don't think it's learned. Hmm. I think it's wired in us. And when you live in the moment, I've seen, hmm. and we've all seen people do amazing things. Grandma's going to get hit by a train. I don't even think I yeah. scoop in and save that life. Right. And I'm not thinking, well, if I jump in there, I there's might. a good chance I'm going to die. Right. Right. The, I don't do the paper. You're living in the moment. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> right? So I don't think that it's learned. I think that it's in us. I think we choose to either listen to it or ignore it. So you think you, right? might, you might make that same decision whether you're 8 years old or 58 years old? I think so. So how do you... Because we, 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 we can Google it and find an 8-year-old who lifted a car off his mother sure. who was pinned underneath it. I think it's there. I think it's. I well, think, I it's I think there. that I think that God innately put it in us. We're made in His image. Or but, well, how do right? you do stuff like in the military? You're trained to do stuff uh, to react to what you're told. You know, you don't think about consequences. Take that. Take that hill. Take that line. Mm-hmm. Even though you know next person out is going to get shot. But I think maybe you could be right. On that, but here's what I said. Here's what I want you to understand. My son went. My son went through boot camp, Mm -hmm. and all that the military does is they they know what you can do. Mm -hmm. They know what your your body will wear out before your mind. Mm -hmm. And all they do is they say, "Listen, you've walked through life, and the bar is set here. We're going to raise that bar Mm -hmm. back up to here, where we know you can get. Right? And we're going to train you how to do that. So that's what you don't think." So the, the, well, that's what I learned from military. It's all mental most of the time. Your body will give out. It's in us. It's it's what you're... So, so, the, so then the question becomes, and I would agree with Ken T, but how does one then account for this YouTube video that was out there? I think this occurred in Florida. There is a fellow uh, handicap in a wheelchair, what have you, got himself into some deep water. I don't know how he got out there in this pond or whatever the case may be, but he was out there and was treading water with his arms. He was calling for help. And there were two or three young men on the shore of a given persuasion videotaping him with their phone, laughing. laughing, Mm -hmm. And he went down and he drowned. Mm -hmm. And there was no law on the books to persecute them or prosecute them under the law because they didn't do anything wrong. But to the issue, I wish I could say that it's as clear as it's learned or model or it's an eight. I agree with Ken T that it is in us. It is there. It is in us, but that doesn't necessarily equate to it coming out. Mm-hmm. And if those individuals, as they say, if they stood on the riverbank or on the bank of that body of water and watched that man drown, if they practiced mindfulness and actually gave some consideration to the fact of what would I want someone else to do for me, if I were in that situation, wait a minute, you want to do unto others as you would have them do unto you? I read that in a book, too, somewhere. Well, you can't teach that in schools, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, what would they have done? They'd have gone out there and they'd gotten them. Yeah. They'd have saved them, but they weren't mindful. Well, and go right on down the perhaps list. Perhaps they couldn't swim. But, yeah, I was saying, that was <laughs> happening down there. What happened? They can't swim. Well, there's a big but, difference between I can't swim but, and I call for help. But that's right. what that's right. a difference. Video, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that's where I'm saying. You don't get much YouTube views. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying is they weren't living in the present. They're filming that to put it online in the future. True. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, when when we're there, you don't think about the happiness of your family. You don't. It, when a situation comes, you don't go. Well, let me see. Can I make them laugh? I mean, it just it happens. Mm-hmm. Or things like a burning building. That's you what makes quick run in. Or do you, but think, but <laughs> I don't wake up in the morning going. I need to make sure that my kids laugh and hug me. I mean, there's things that happen. I need to live in the moment. And mm-hmm. karma. 
or you reap what you sow, mm-hmm. read that in a book someplace, <laughs> yep. uh, is, is just that. It's God's gentle reminder of, hey, in that moment, you made the wrong decision. Right. But are we absolutely convinced that they were thinking about posting that on YouTube or were they legitimately standing there taking joy and satisfaction and watching somebody drown. And that's a great question to, to bring up to for attention, but without talking to them. Right. No, I can't no. say no, because of their persuasion we don't that this is what they were doing. No, we don't no, know. I wouldn't say because of the persuasion. Right? I would say because of their action, and I don't think it's something we can answer definitively, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it. Because, again, that is the, what those three guys did is the definitive example of that we are broken, sinful, fallen, bang, that is it. And they're just, they just really probably believe that they're nothing more than sacks of meat walking around. That dude out there that got himself in trouble, doom on him, tough shit, Snoopy. You did it to yourself. You're a sack of meat, and you deserve what you get, and that's the way it is. And if I can benefit from it, so be it, because you're a dumbass, and you shouldn't have done it in the first place. I'm tough sorry, shit, but that's Snoopy. wrong. You're a dumbass, so, but, but, and you shouldn't have done it in the first place. So there was a recent study. I think study that's done. a good quote for this. Is that the title? So No, no. The title <laughs> is the way it's going to be a good quote. It'll be a good but, quote, uh, yeah. Along and what with we're going to do, I'm going to close it. I'm going to ask to Larry close it right here. Larry didn't get beer out of the cup of soup, did he? <laughs> let's let's close this one right here and come back next week because I think we've led into now the societal frame did we of this anything? question. No. no, we did not accomplish anything. Well, I think did we would stay well, on target. We got know. our premise down. Yeah, we got okay. our premise down, which I kind of figured would happen. We're going to let you read the re- first hour of this. Restate the premise. And, and the first premise, <laughs> and, well, the premise is, uh, with with regard to the question of what is the best way to live, I think we've decided to focus on uh, what is in our self-best interests. And that's the premise that we looked at right now. Now we're leading into what is the best way to live on a societal uh, basis all Sus- the way down to... Sustainability. 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 And, and uh, you know, the neighborhood ideology. What's the best way to live in that? And maybe that's where we come at it for part two of this next week. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. This wraps up number 35. And have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thank you, Peter.